You're listening to the Bitcoin.com podcast. Our guest today is the Working Money Channel. This episode is brought to you by the Tonio Block Card. Earn up to 6.38% back on every merchant purchase with no limits. Block Card is the easiest, cheapest, and best way to use your cryptocurrency to buy what you want, when you want at over 50 million merchants globally. Blockcard has no exchange fees, no deposit fees, and no transaction fees. You can sign up at getblockcard.com, deposit funds, and instantly get access to your virtual card. We'll mail you a physical card too. You can also sync it with Apple or Google Pay. If you hold cryptocurrency, then you need to get Blockcard today. Visit getblockcard.com. I'm your host, Dustin Planthold. Join us as we dive into the world of economics, politics, tech, Bitcoin, and cryptocurrency. For even more crypto-related news, sign up at news.bitcoin.com or follow us on Twitter at Bitcoin.com. Now let's bring on our guest. Today, we'd like to welcome on the Working Money Channel, but I'm going to call him Derek. Welcome to the Bitcoin.com podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. And you know, you and I, we, we know each other offline and you have one of the most engaging shows on YouTube for those that are looking to learn more about this emerging class, the, the digital assets. Do you do this for fun or do you do it to entertain people like me? Like, do you still enjoy it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've, uh, I just actually had my two year anniversary with the channel. Uh, I believe it was June 12th. And so I've been doing it for just over two years now. And, uh, you know, I've made a point to kind of create at least one video every single day um, because it gets me engaged as well. I do the research um, and I like to put out the content. I mean, I was doing the research anyway before I had the channel. So, you know, when you're in cryptocurrency, you kind of want to, I mean, for any, anything for that matter, you kind of want to, you know, get to learn as much as possible about, or at least that's, that's my personality. I like to learn as much as I can about whatever I'm getting into. And so... Uh, with cryptocurrency, I was doing the research, and so I thought, you know what, uh, I have a film television background, maybe I should start making videos. And so I've been making a video a day, at least a video a day for the last uh, just over two years. Wow. And you've built up quite the following. I, I, well, I am, when it comes to uh, digital assets or cryptocurrency, I'm smarter than the average person in it. But you really educate a lot of super intellectual people out there in the world. Like people come to you for advice. Does it ever make you go, wow, or did you see it coming? Um, to be honest with you, no, I didn't see it coming. And, and realistically, you know, I started out with a very limited knowledge, but you know, the more you learn about it, the more you get excited and the more you want to learn more about it. And so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of humbling because I do feel like, you know, in a way I do, I mean, obviously if I've been doing the research for this long, I do probably know more than the average person. Uh, but you know, it's, uh, it, it just eventually it evolved that way. So, um, yeah, like, I mean, I, you know, I have to be responsible with, you know, what I say about what, of course, I don't want to give anybody, you know, bad advice, so to speak. But I do have people who, um, for example, you know, are coming, you know, came from overseas last year, I met uh, some fans of the show, uh, who were coming from England, and they came over, they said, Hey, look, we're gonna, we're gonna be in your city. And uh, you want to, can we pick your brain about crypto, you know, maybe just meet us at a pub and you know, we'll pick your, we'll pick your brain about cryptocurrency and uh, we'll buy you a pint and uh, we can have a, uh, <laughs> cool you know, have a good time. Oh, you've, be sure, yeah. you've become I a celebrity. Been. I mean, that must be just like a, it must be really you know, um, it, fulfilling. You know, in a, in a way it's kind of, it, it's like so weird because I never thought I would be 
famous at all, yeah. <laughs> for one. But but also, I mean, you know, famous in this kind of way, which is not really famous, but it's kind of famous, you know, sure. in that people know you. People, if people are in crypto, uh, and you know, especially if they're in certain into certain kinds of cryptocurrencies. Uh, they might know your name and they, and they probably have heard, you know, a video or two of yours on YouTube. And so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it really is quite remarkable. Yeah. And you come off as being just so likable and humble and like the average guy, like you, you don't talk over my head. You, you typically bring things down to a level that Dustin says, aha, I get it. Or that makes perfect <laughs> sense. I mean, who did you learn from? Yeah. I mean, this is such a new space. So who well, taught you? To be honest, I, I pretty much just taught myself. I mean, I got in it uh, when I think a lot of people got into it uh, just before the last bull run in 2017. And you know, when you when you are when your head's in the game for it, several hours every single day, and you're reading and you're watching videos and you're absorbing absorbing content, you tend to just learn. Or at least that's I mean, me personally, maybe maybe that's not for everybody, but um, me personally, like I've just you know learned more and more along the way and. Eventually, you know, my my knowledge is, you know, it's remarkable because when I'm talking to other people, I don't even realize sometimes how much I know about cryptocurrency until yeah. <laughs> they ask a question. And, you know, I could go on for hours, you know, about a topic and then, you know, to the point where they might be like, OK, OK, I've had enough. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to know any more than that. <laughs> Thank yeah, you very much. So, it, so, yeah, I mean, I, I I just take it for granted now just because I've 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 had this knowledge for a while. So. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it is what it is. I All suppose. right. So I'm new. I'm, well, I'm not new to, to crypto, but I'm new. I, this show is targeting people that are coming in for the first time or for those that have been here. I'm new. It's very overwhelming. I mean, coming in, typically I've read a lot of things that aren't very positive or that are over promises. I mean, when I got into crypto, Derek, working money channel, uh, when I got into crypto, I saw some YouTubers and they gave me some really great price predictions that, this coin, if I buy it today, it will probably go up uh, about a thousand times with my purchase price within 24 hours. Like that was my first <laughs> way in, and and yet that is right. not who you are. You do not overpromise people. You just lay out the facts to say here is the use case or here's the utility. So talk me through that. I'm new, and I only know what I've seen. Should I believe it? Um, I mean, you know, there are, I mean, okay, let's be honest, cryptocurrency is lucrative. A lot of us get into it because we have seen uh, the gains that can be had based on, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, other cryptocurrencies going up time, you know, 50, 60, 100, 1,000x, you know, or thousands of percentage points. Um, so there is that attribute about cryptocurrency that's obviously very alluring. But realistically, the market does cycle and you are not going to make X amount by tomorrow. That is not a realistic expectation. Um, so there are other things about cryptocurrency that you can learn about that, um, you know, might get you interested into um, interested in um, investing in said cryptocurrency uh, for future potential, because down the road, right, there are, you know, use cases. Um, for, you know, different kinds of cri cryptocurrencies, obviously, will have different kinds of use cases. And depending on what kind of problem a cryptocurrency solves, that is essentially, uh, for the future, where we're going to derive value uh, from that cryptocurrency. So, uh, you know, everybody looks to Bitcoin. Bitcoin is kind of the leader of the pack. It is uh, seen as this store of value, this kind of digital gold, gold 2.0. Uh, and so people are looking towards Bitcoin, for example, as 
that. Uh, people might look uh, towards other cryptocurrencies like XRP because it solves a problem like cross-border transactions and you know, value will be derived from that particular cryptocurrency because it solves a, po- uh, a problem in that particular facet of the economy. So, you know, there are very there are lots of different reasons why cryptocurrencies could, will, um, should go up in price. Uh, but yeah, I'm never going to overpromise this cryptocurrency will do this by this date because that's just unrealistic. None of us have a crystal ball, uh, so no, we can't see the future. Well said. And what advice can you give to those who've been in it for a while? I mean, many times people can be trapped in an idea. They, they become what we like to refer to as maxis, that there is one to rule them all. Like, will there only be one digital asset that will win, or could there be more? There will definitely be more than one cryptocurrency that will win in the coming years. Now, we just entered the 2020s, and we are just starting to get the ball rolling with cryptocurrency adoption. Uh, I mean, regulatory clarity still isn't really clear in lots of parts of the world, uh, the United States included. So, you know, to, to say that one cryptocurrency is going to solve all the world prob- all of the world's problems is uh, somewhat naive, I think. Um, so, I mean, you got to look at the different projects. You got to look at what kind of use case each cryptocurrency uh, might uh, might might help to solve. Uh, and so, yeah, basically, you know, there are many other co- there are many coins in the space. Uh, they're all going to perform uh, differently based on the different use cases uh, that are going to be attributed to them. And so, yeah, no, there won't be one coin to rule them all. Uh, obviously, there are many different coins in the space. Uh, they're all going to solve. They're all going to uh, strive to solve different problems. So I do think that at the end of the day, there are going to be many winners uh, and and definitely some losers in the cryptocurrency space. I mean, right now there's you know there's over five thousand different cryptocurrencies out there. That's remarkable. And you know, yeah, most of them are probably going to disappear in the next. Uh, I don't even want to give a time frame, but you know they can't they can't all exist. Uh, you know they can't all exist. They can't all solve the same problems. So you know the strongest ones will will thrive. Obviously, cream rises, uh, and uh, you know unfortunately a lot of them will disappear. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting that kind of the outside perspective, I mean, there are many people around the world that perceive somebody that that buys or owns Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies to be anti-government or to be anti, uh, I don't know, anti-authority. Yet, when I listen to your videos, that is not you. You are not somebody that is against structure. You're looking to, I don't know, you're looking to educate people on the good of this space and the good that this brings. That's right. I mean, you know, uh, with with Bitcoin and where it came from, right? It came out of the financial collapse, the 2008-2009 financial collapse, right? So that was kind of the ideology uh, that a lot of early Bitcoin proponents prescribed to. So, you know, this down with government, down with the system kind of ideology was always kind of like in the forefront for, for people who are interested, who were interested in Bitcoin and who invested in Bitcoin or rather, I don't even really know if, if I would consider it investing in Bitcoin at that time, because I don't think they knew uh, how much a Bitcoin would fetch 10 years down the road, to be honest with you. I think that they were just getting into it because it was an alternative currency. It was anti-government, and they were going to use this type of currency to you know, transact in, a, in, a, in an alternative marketplace, so to speak. Let me ask you the next question then. You know, you're looking out using your crystal ball, you know, three years, five years from now. Where do you see it heading? Well, I think, uh, for one, we still need regulatory clarity. We still need to get a good grasp on 
where the world is going to be with cryptocurrency. Now, companies like Ripple have obviously made, uh, you know, large uh, strides to, um, you know, educate folks. You know, last summer they, they took out a page in, uh, what was it, the Wall Street Journal or something like that, you know, saying, you know, don't paint us all with one brush. All cryptocurrencies aren't for, you know, illegal purposes. They aren't to conduct crime, to launder money. Some of them actually will be used in the real world to be able to, you know, solve problems. So this is kind of what the world has to understand, is that cryptocurrency, blockchain technology, DLT, all that is going to solve problems in the future. And there are many different problems like supply chain, uh, cross-border transactions in the case of Ripple and XRP, uh, and other coins will do other things. Uh, there, are all, there are always going to be, um, I think, there will always be cryptocurrencies like Monero, for example, or Dash, privacy coins, uh, that are going to exist, maybe more kind of aligned with the uh, Bitcoin mentality, you know, uh, for criminals to launder money and to maybe make illicit activities. But those aren't going to be the majority, I don't think, of cryptocurrencies. I think at the end of the day, we're going to see most cryptocurrencies um, exist in a marketplace or exist in a world where they will um, solve problems. Some will be used for investments like Bitcoin, Gold 2.0. Uh, and yeah, that's, well that's kind of how I see the future. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of how I see it's, it's fascinating to see how this ecosystem is being built around us. I mean, the sponsor of this episode is Turnio Block Card. So now that for those of us that when you got into cryptocurrency, you, you didn't think about it day one of, okay, well, how do I get out? All right, so I bought it, but can I use it? That you now have these debit card providers, which are now giving you this opportunity that should you want to get out or should you want to buy something? Uh, we've also interviewed mm -hmm. Travala, which allows you to book hotels uh, using your cryptocurrency, like, could you have, did you see this coming or are you now going, I can't believe where it is? You know what? I mean, in 2017, when we were all buying cryptocurrencies as a speculative investment, we were hearing rumblings that, you know, this is what could be, this is what cryptocurrency could be in the coming years. Now, maybe the years have just flown by the last three years and I'm you know, it, it seems like it, it was just yesterday that we were in the last bull run in a lot of ways. And uh, in, in, in other ways, it seems like forever. But um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I had a feeling it could have gone this way in, in that, you know, we could have credit cards and pay for, you know, goods and services with, with cryptocurrency through a Visa or a MasterCard type thing. Um, but I actually didn't think it would happen this quick, to be honest with you. I, I thought that maybe... The adoption would happen kind of over more gradually and over uh, a longer period of time. Now, of course, we're faced with uh, the pandemic, COVID-19, and that has changed a lot of things in the world. Uh, there's a bigger push for, you know, cashless transactions. There are already countries that have gone cashless or mostly cashless. So, you know, cryptocurrency was the next, it seems as though it's the next logical step in this regard with, uh, you know, with regards to um purchasing goods and services, especially since we have the global marketplace, right? How, 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 how often do we now go on Amazon and buy something and it comes from a different country other than the United States or somewhere, right? You know, it's, uh, it's, it's becoming more commonplace that we'll see, um, you know, more, more people around the world using, you know, websites like Amazon to make purchases. Uh, and it only makes sense to be able to do that through, Cryptocurrency, because of the conversion, uh, the speed of conversion, we've heard about CBDCs being introduced. 
Uh, we know XRP helps with those, you know, almost instantaneous cross-border transfers. So um, exchange rates, uh, it, like, like the whole idea of having to exchange one currency to another is, is going to change dramatically because of that. So uh, it all makes sense. We, we live in a global economy. People can sell to someone across the world. Uh, cryptocurrency uh, does seem like the next logical step in um, fulfilling that. Now, well said. And kind of final thoughts you have to those around the world that are looking to get to know you a little more? Uh, well, you can find me on YouTube. I'm Working Money Channel on YouTube. Uh, also, I'm on Twitter at Working Money CH. That's CH, the first two letters in channel. Uh, yeah, so I do a video a day, guys. And if you're interested in learning more about cryptocurrency, you can check out my show. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us on the Bitcoin.com podcast. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it, guys. You've listened to another episode of the Bitcoin.com podcast. Subscribe at news.bitcoin.com, where your journey begins.